You're listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Ahoy, campers. It's time to get excited, people. We are, as I record this, within a month of summer camp 2018. Our parents, they want the best of stuff for us. But right now they gotta do what's right for them. Cause it's their time. Their time. Up there. Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. All the lineups are out, the late nights. I got all kinds of news for you. Um, I just want to say uh, episode 14, the On the Road special, um, I'm going to do a couple corrections here. I, uh, In my follow-ups to two of the bands, I said their names wrong, probably because of autocorrect on my uh, script. Uh, instead of audiodacity, I said audacity so um you know check out audiodacity and uh spyscraper became skyscraper uh, but they are indeed called spyscraper so check them out too fucking autocorrect and and by the way uh you know i i've seen this joke going around but like come on siri nobody ever wants to say ducking in their texts just fix it anyway um plenty of news for you here um you know, there's so much news that comes out from summer camp that I'm just going to breeze over some of this stuff in case you missed it. Uh, the pre-party tickets are on sale now. Um, they are $45. And, you know, I've seen a lot of jokes going around about this, but, uh, you know, you go in and have, uh, have the intent to maybe ease into the festival, take it easy on Thursday. Uh, I know everybody says they're going to, and, well... Then this happens. I am a golden god! I am a golden god! Hey, Russell, don't jump. And you can tell Rolling Stone magazine that my last words were... I'm on drugs! should work on those last words okay oh i got it 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 this is better last words i dig music i'm on drugs so anyway uh yeah take it easy on thursday it's a it's a marathon not a sprint right Sunday, uh, one day passes are up also. Those are $85. And uh, it's a pretty good lineup if you're uh, if you're just coming out for the day. It's uh, a couple sets of Mo, Phil Lesh, and Terrapin Family Band are playing on Sunday. Uh, Diplo, Umphreys McGee is going to do a set that day. Green Sky Bluegrass, Tycho, Cherub, Everyone Orchestra plays their set that night um, or that afternoon. Jai Wolf, JJ Gray, and Mofro, and Los Lobos. So, you know, if you can only make one day, that's a hell of a lineup. Also, they've uh, put out the VIP upgrade 
list um the the bands that are going to play in up in the vip tent that is uh kyle hollingsworth is on there uh eodo spafford cherub leftover salmon lettuce uh victor wooten keller williams and many more so uh you know think about the uh, vip upgrade all those bands will be playing elsewhere at the festival but it's uh it's nice to see them in that tent uh especially if there's inclement weather uh, so the late nights have been released. Uh, you got Thursday, Umphreys McGee and Nailed It. Uh, Friday is Mo and Twiddle. Uh, Saturday is Soundtribe Sector 9 and Keys and Crates. And Sunday is Diplo and Liquid Stranger. Um, so, you know, tickets aren't on sale for that yet. I'd keep an eye out for that. Uh, they go fast, obviously. And, um, tickets for those late nights come with a VIP pass, so that's one way to get one of those, get in on one of those. Um, the other thing I'll say is keep, keep an eye on Facebook. I know, you know, most people lose their charge on their batteries or whatever, but keep an eye on the Facebook group. I tend to get two tickets for each night, and I tend to give usually most of them away, and I walk around, I'll look for somebody who's, who's really, really looks like they want to get in desperately and I, I usually just hand them to them so you know keep an eye out for me outside the late night barns giving away some tickets and what else do i have let's see field day uh sign up for the field day you know the field day games are a lot of fun i think i played uh, giant jenga one year there's kickball there's all kinds of stuff tug of war so Yep, there's a blue, red, purple, and yellow team. I believe I've been on the purple team in the past. You can sign up for that on the Summer Camp homepage. And that website is, well, it's summercampfestival.com is the is the homepage. And you, if you look on the bottom right, there's a field day tab, uh, button. Uh, or you can just go to fieldday.summercampfestival.com. total points from number one field events number two the charity fundraising booth and number three the musical show and skit competition and now let the games begin also just want to mention that the summer camp app is updated uh if you already downloaded it it should just update if uh if you haven't downloaded it i'd check it out it's definitely helpful in advance for planning. Um, I kind of still prefer the paper schedule when I'm there. But um, yeah, definitely a handy tool. So update that summer camp app, take a look. That's uh, probably the quickest way to get the uh, schedule when it comes out. So uh, now on to my interview with Kyle Hollingsworth. Uh, for those of you who don't know him by name, Kyle is the keyboardist and a vocalist in uh, String Cheese Incident. Now, the String Cheese incident was part of the Summer Sessions concert that led to the start of summer camp. And while they haven't actually technically played camp, uh, Kyle Hollingsworth has become a fixture with his solo band. There are a couple great interviews you can check out from the last couple summer camps uh, with camp counselor Alex and Kyle Hollingsworth. I believe last year's video included Kyle receiving questions via beer pong. Uh... 
So yeah, check those out. And here is my interview with Kyle Hollingsworth. Hi, summer campers. We are here with Kyle Hollingsworth of String Cheese Incident and the Kyle Hollingsworth Band. Uh, how are you today, Kyle? I'm doing swell. <laughs> it's good to hear. Uh, and uh, well, I'll jump right in with the, the first question I ask everyone on this podcast is, um, "What was your first concert?" And 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 by that I mean the first concert that had an impact on you or. Uh, the first time you thought, right. yeah, maybe I could do this. <laughs> um, well, my first concert was Beatlemania, which is like, I guess, like a kind of a cover band of the Beatles that happened like in the 70s or 80s. Um, uh-huh. And I, I don't know if that was the biggest influence. Um, I think I saw Peter Gabriel in the 80s, and I was just blown away by the stage presence, by the stage uh Theatrics. There's a lot of great stuff going. I think he was hanging upside down, walking in a circle. I was like, man, that is something that'll be really fun to do. I've always wanted to be a musician, but to see it go to that next level is what really inspired me. Yeah, well, it was. I think that's part of the reason he left Genesis too, is he wanted to do more of that kind of stuff, which yeah. which Genesis ended up doing plenty of as well. But. Uh, what album was that? Do you remember? Hmm, the one after. So, so it, us maybe. The name. What was that? Was it us? It might have been us. It might have been us. The one right. So, so came out. And of course, I didn't get to see that tour. That been really cool. But then I kind of was late to the game, and then I was able to see the following one. I remember I was dancing. I was like, I knew all the songs. I was totally like music geek. So I was dancing, and people were standing right, sitting behind me, saying, uh, "Sir, can you please sit down?" Because um, I'm trying to watch the show, and I was like, "We're at a rock show. You're supposed to dance." Show <laughs> that. You think yeah. that happens at your shows? I'm wondering. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think I think if you go to a Kyle Hollingsworth show, you're you're expecting some people to be shaken in front of you. Exactly. Yeah, they were all about to bring the party on for sure. Was uh was that that Peter Gabriel show? Was that um in in or around Baltimore? It was, yeah. I grew up in Baltimore, so it was probably maybe in D.C., the Capitol, the Cap, or I don't know. I have no idea what venues are there anymore, but it was indoor for sure. And uh, and I was up in the far nosebleed balcony watching the show. (laughs) 
Right on. And um, and you, so you you grew up around there, and then you eventually moved to Colorado. At, at what age did you did you move out there? Um, I got done with college, and I was like twenty five. I've been here. Wow, that would have been. Doing. I speak my of my age, but I I've been here twenty five years. I moved here when I was twenty five, so that can make me uh, thirty eight, no fifty, I guess. Um, so yeah, the, <laughs> I moved I moved here when I was twenty five, and I was going to be a forest ranger. I have I have a music degree in jazz piano, but I was like, oh, I'll just do that for fun, and then I'll study forestry, and and then all of a sudden, I just fell like into string cheese by mistake, and that kind of happened. <laughs> um and 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 you mentioned being 50 uh, a good friend of mine uh turns 50 today um I'm excited for her and that is also the name of your new album which is what your fourth now fourth solo cd i think it is that's right my wife thought it was a clever name and that and i said well sure why not and then all of a sudden it becomes like a point of interest to talk about i'm like oh my god i got i'm kind of announcing that i'm 50 i didn't really want to do that but Happened anyway. I figured it was safe to talk about since you. Since yeah, you absolutely. Your album. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I feel like that's kind of a theme now too. Uh, the last person I interviewed was Chicago Farmer, and uh, he was just had just announced that day a, a 40th birthday celebration. So we're we're hitting milestones. I'm, I'm I turned 40 this last year too. Sweet. But yeah, uh, one I asked uh, the camp counselors. Uh, if they had any questions for you, and uh, one of the counselors asked, "How is uh, 50 uh, different from 49?" Which <laughs> I I I kind of I, I thought, well, that's a silly question. And then I thought, wait a second, like, all these things have happened to me physically over the last year, and I don't know if that's turning 40 or if that's <laughs> uh, like a really good. I feel really good physically, uh, uh, mentally, and all that. All good, but um, yeah, there's a little bit of something, something about like. I'm planning to not getting any longer. <laughs> you know, there's a little bit of like, oh, the the thing that was way off in the future is like not that's you know it's not it's still far away, but it's getting closer. So that, there's a little bit of sense of mortality and a little bit of sense of uh, looking back. You know, that's kind of what the album Fifty is about a little bit. It's kind of like a little bit of a, where I am now, but what else was what I've become and all that. You know. The the album kind of has like an '80s thing going on. I mean, kind kind of a Warhol, Warhol cover and um, <laughs> some, some '80s sounds in it. Was was that uh, kind of intentional? Looking looking back at your your heyday. Um, that some songs are you follow not you know the album is very uh, um, string cheese esque because it moves absolutely. Um, which is kind of what we were all about, and I, I really tried for the first time. I was making, I worked on making an album that comes from, you know, from the beginning all the way through the end and makes a story. But I was trying to make an album that all sounded the same, but I just couldn't do it. I was like, I'm really into like this Motown, so let's make a Motown sound. I really like Vampire Weekend. Let's kind of make a Vampire Weekend song. So I get inspired by what I hear on the radio, and I kind of like, oh, that'd be kind of fun to delve into that and see what the production techniques are for that. How do you get a cool big tambourine sound like you hear at Mumford or something? Um, so I kind of push myself to write in that style just to kind of expand myself. Um, but no, as far as it going, harkening back to the 80s, um, 
I don't know, maybe to some degree, and I start the album out with a little bit of me do spoken word. Yeah, just in the in the beginning, there's some there's some synth yeah. sounds that kind of call back to a. For sure, for sure, yeah. Um, I, you mentioned it was your most string cheese like album. I totally thought that as well. What when you're when you're writing songs, do you do you ever think I'm keeping this one for me, or uh, <laughs> you know how, did, how um, does that work? We. Uh, yeah, we often have discussions about that, that this, my solo project is kind of like the, uh, it's like string cheese light or string cheese, uh, early or like the lab for string cheese or something. Cause I do a lot of writing and then sometimes I'm like, uh, I'm going to record this my way, but in the end, perhaps, you know, it makes more sense for string cheese or a couple epic. I've never really written epic kind of like big, like rollover or is what it is. So I was like, I don't want to try to do that. So I wrote a tune called Prime that has all these movements and pieces and Bellatron. Me, it was yeah. I, I see it. I, I see the tr- some songs are like that's never going to work, but other ones. In fact, I had one that was really string cheese oriented, and I said no, I can't even record this because it needs to be with the band. So I we're about to release that with new uh, lab material from string cheese. Actually, we're going to release three or four new songs hopefully before the end of the summer. And one of them was an early take from the KHB world that I kind of just pulled out quickly and said, 
I'm I'm bringing this to the to the main to the mothership as I like to call it. I like to call it. <laughs> and uh, so, are you are you back home now? I know you were just here in Chicago and you were in Milwaukee, and uh, I didn't see anything else listed until next month. Yeah, yeah. So I'm you know I'm doing whenever I can. I can I sneak out and try to. When 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 the timing of Stringies works and the family allows me, I'll sneak out and do um, some touring with my solo band. And I did more this spring because of the release of the album. I did New York um, and up the East Coast a bit because um, I released a beer with a Sweetwater and Relics magazine. And so we called Ground Score. So we did a little tour for that. And then I did my birthday, actual birthday shows here in Colorado. And you're right, I just did Chicago area. And played Founders uh, a few nights ago. Founders is fantastic. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and then we're heading to May and with Hot Butter Rum going to the West Coast for a run. And that'll be a blast. And then I think that's about it. And then we'll hit Summer Camp, of course, which is one of our favorites. And then up to Alaska. Hell yeah, Alaska. <laughs> I thought a friend of mine was, uh, I, I, he told me he was getting married and him and his wife lived in Alaska and I was all excited. I'm like, I'm never going to go to Alaska, so I'm just the first time. And then and then they ended up getting married in Ohio. Oh, which what? Was a, which was a huge <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> no offense to Ohio, but I've been there a few times. <laughs> no Alaska. Um so, uh, yeah, you mentioned summer camp. Uh, how many I, – I, I couldn't figure out exactly how many camps you've been to. Now, was string cheese part of the summer session before before summer camp? Yeah. Started? A little bit of history on that is that um, I think it was us, string cheese, Mo, Umphreys, and maybe, oh, gosh, I don't know, maybe Galactic. I, remember, uh, I think Galactic. Like, we all, probably, probably not Umphreys back then, though. I don't think I mean, they started until like two thousand three. You're right. It was Mo, us, Government Mule, and Galactic. Yeah, and we went around. It's called a summer session. It was like a rotating festival. And one of the spots was it was where the current location is. Um, for summer camp. Three, three Sisters Park. Three Sisters, and so we kind of went there and we played and we went all around and all around the country. And then Mo was like, "Hell yeah, this is a great idea. Let's just call it a summer session or summer summer camp." And and move forward with that, and I think we were not quite as wise as they were, <laughs> and we should both thought about doing that too. But it's been fantastic. So I think for KHB summer camp, I'm on not that many, maybe three or four, um, or maybe this is our fourth this year. Um, but uh, I'm trying to guess. I've done it with other people. I've not done like a super jam there. I forget. I yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I've kind of looked at you as one of the artists at large there. I mean, you're right. It might you, be like you that. seem to pop up more than in just your your band. Uh, yes, right. I've sat in with Mo a few, a few times. Yeah, for sure. Hoping to again. I love those guys. And and I've uh, I've actually been on stage with you uh, a couple of years ago. I had the opportunity to conduct the Everyone Orchestra. Oh, that was, that was so cool, right? That was awesome. You did a great job, actually. I really enjoyed oh, that a lot. I'm glad you remember, man. I had a ton of fun. I, I, that's easily the most fun I've ever had at summer camp. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I started off kind of mild, and and, uh, and halfway through, I was jumping up and down and pointing I at I totally remember. And, was it last year or the year before? It was, uh, it was two years ago, yeah. Two years ago. Okay, yeah. So, um cool. What uh, you you play with the Everyone Orchestra uh, on occasion, um, more than yeah. just summer camp, right? 
believe I've seen mm-hmm. you pop up on his list. Um, tell me about that experience. Is that, does that, uh, does that kind of reinvigorate creativity? It is. I, um, I think Matt, uh, does a fantastic job. I mean, it, it's an early, I don't know if you know, but like there's something called Zambi Land, which was a something that Ty uh-huh. did. I'm not sure if, if it was started that. I'm trying to think. Yeah, he and I talked about that when we had him on the podcast, that that was kind of an inspiration. Yeah, so Zambi Land was this, this thing where basically anything can happen, you know, uh, and music is directed by one person. So I think, and then Matt is taking it to new heights. Uh, but it's always a pleasure because it, he leads it very well and it's very musical. Sometimes I'm, I'm worried, like you did a great job too, but I've seen it done not so well. And I've, I've been the one directing and it has not done so well. So it's a difficult thing um, to kind of keep all those people not only um, engaged, but also keeping the whole experience musical for the musicians and, and the fans. So I'm always, it's always safe to play it. on every time. Uh, I think it's something really special that happens at, at summer camp. I, I, I mean, just because it's summer camp artists there and um, yeah, but every time that gets me, that's for sure. Um, so I will jump over to some of the uh, other random questions uh, but before I let you go here uh, that some of the camp counselors have asked. Uh, camp counselor Robert asked how many base nectar shows you've been to. Uh, <laughs> I love that. How many have you been to? Uh, by probably by default, like two, because they're probably playing electric forest or something. And I was walking through the forest, um, and I, I was there for a moment. That that actually is about the exact same answer for me as well. <laughs> was, was walking by, said, "What is this?" <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Camp counselor Sean asked if. If a version of yourself popped up in front of you from another dimension, what would he do? What would he do? What would I do? I guess it said he, huh? What would he uh, do? What, what, what would you do? Oh, well, uh, yeah, what would he do? What would your, your doppelganger do, I guess? <laughs> um, uh, he would give me some great wisdom um, from the future 
on how to become a better musician and a better human. And then he'd give me a fantastically awesome hoppy beer from <laughs> 2041. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and I'm hoping any day it's going to pop up, so I'm just waiting for it. <clears throat> I, I got a lot of questions for you about beer. I am uh, not a beer <laughs> drinker at all. Um, I, in fact, I, I don't like beer and I don't like potatoes, so I'm, I'm hardly a man by uh, many yeah, standards. What the heck's going on over there? But Camp Counselor Sean also asks, is the craft beer industry bloated? Yeah, right. I like that uh, analogy. Um, I would say possibly. What gets me about the craft beer industry right now is the consistency. I always, you know, my big thing is just kind of always talk about music and how I craft beer and how I craft music and how they're connected. And one of the things for me is the consistency. In, in music, for me, you want to go and see a band, and then you're like, "Wow, that was awesome!" And you can do the best you can as a musician to try to kind of be consistent with the music that you're bringing to your your fans. And I think sometimes brewers are getting really great at making what I would consider a single, a hit, like a great hazed IPA, and they're unable to replicate it consistently. And or whether it's a, either it's a production issue or it's the with their how they're making it is not exactly the same each time. So sometimes I'm feeling like, but to answer the question, I think there are a lot of people in the, and players in the field, and a lot of them are making good beer, but can't keep it consistent. And there's a lot of people making okay beer out there that isn't really kind of. It's very. There's lots going on. There's lots of information. <laughs> that that, um, that makes sense though that they can't replicate it. Uh, there, there's a podcast about the, the Vienna Beef hot dogs in Chicago. And how when they built a new factory, uh, the color of the hot dogs changed. Hundred and ten. Like there's one place I, I don't want to say any names, but the one place locally where it was like, I love this beer, I love this beer. Listen, they want a little bit higher macro production, and all of a sudden I was like, I don't, something's missing. The magic's missing, you know. Yeah. Well, and what happened in the case of the hot dog factory was they had to they had to go back and replicate exactly the process that they had before, and they realized that it had something to do with a guy walking the the hot dogs through in a cart through a room and the the temperature and the humidity in that room somehow changed the color of the hot dog. I had to add that into their process because nobody that, wanted to that, eat that, these like awesome. pink hot dogs <laughs> instead of the deep red color that they were. So I would imagine it's the same thing like if you're if you're making small batches, like 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 you said, once you get into mass producing there's there's some little bit of love lost in there. Well, yeah, there's a bit of learning always happening in the, in the crappier world right now. Camp Counselor Nick asked, what's your favorite brewery is? My favorite... It changes weekly. <laughs> um, uh, I'm forgetting the name right now. There's a great... I can't... You know what I'm not going to say because it changes so often. Um, I had a great bunch of beers the other night at Founders. Founders is awesome. And then there's always some great ones, local, small ones here in, in uh, the Colorado area. Yeah, one of the other camp counselors asked who, uh, well, he was playing in a band that opened for you the other night. Uh, he asked what you thought of the Founders beer. Oh, oh nice. They were cross-eyed fish list guys, I guess, in the past. Yeah, um, yeah. They were great. They are awesome. I mean, they, you know, they cover 
fish covers, which is yeah, uh, yeah. But but they did them so well that I didn't think it was weird after the first night. And then like and the jams they did in between them were really like on. I was very impressed. Um, uh, the Sounding beer is awesome. I loved it. I didn't quite get a chance to dive in as deep as I could. I was flying the next day, so I had to kind of be more on a chill side. But uh, I'm actually really digging it. Cool. Yeah, and uh, since we were talking about CrossFit and Fishless, I'll mention for summer campers that they will be back at summer camp this year covering the music that Fish covers, which I think is a clever idea. Maybe we'll even cut a little bit of that in from the show the other night. Also asked about your uh, your current key rig, and and wondering if you're you're looking to expand. Uh, current key rig it was asked. Uh, it's pretty pretty close to lockdown at this point. Um, I don't think I'm allowed to get anymore. The band said no more keyboards. Um, <laughs> I think the last thing I added was a little tiny Dave Smith and Mofo. Uh, which is nice to have up front for tones, but also I can MIDI it to my other keyboards and play some of them facing the audience. Sometimes when I play my synthesizer, I'm facing the back, most of the times. So by having having a little keyboard up front that's MIDI to where I can then perform facing the audience. So I think I'm probably settled on my rig currently. Right on. You you don't look a Hammond around, do you? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I, I couldn't think. I was trying to picture it in my head. <laughs> Yeah, that. Hammond, Clavinet, um, Rhodes, um, Roland Keyboard, Virus, and my little mofo. And great accordion, actually, too. Well, um, I got a, a couple questions about your clothes, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, one question was, how many cat, sh- cat shirts do you own? <laughs> and <laughs> And is it true that you really don't like cats? <laughs> I own a tremendous amount of cat shirts. But uh, purchasing a bit of life on fans are bringing them to me now. After actually, people send them in the mail, which is kind of fun. Um, and so I, I have lots of them, yes, but I've kind of moved a little bit. I mean, it's been hard to shake the cat thing. I kind of moved on. I did a cat thing for about two or three years, two years or so, and then I said, 
nothing but flowers. I was trying to go like, you know, my fucking headphones, nothing but flowers. I've been wearing flowers, only flower shirts. So I've moved away from cats and I'll continuously go flowers. Um, but uh, it's the truth is I, I, I don't have no feeling about cats. I certainly don't love, I don't love them. I don't hate them. My cat's kind of a uh, B-I-T-C-H. Um, but yeah, we, we, we can part. swear on this. Yeah, on this podcast, and I feel like I should also call our cat a bitch. <laughs> so I think it's just kind of part of what the cat's personality is, but this one is especially feral. The kind of funny thing is we got her when she had been, I don't know if you've seen cat, or what's the word for it, right? But basically, if she was all quiet and docile, like, oh, we want that kitten. It's so cute and quiet. You brought it home, and like 12 hours later, it was like, on the, like on the curtains, ripping the curtains down, like jumping in the baby's crib and scratching baby's face. And it was like, it was, we had the, like really bad cat. <laughs> we, we can't get rid of her. So, we, you know, we got to keep her. And we just let her go outside a lot with the mountain lions and see how she does. <laughs> yeah. I, I, married, I married into my cat. I didn't have a choice. Right. But I, you made me think about, <clears throat> there's this uh, website that uh, if you're ever truly bored, there's a website called boozecats.com where people uh, Photoshop out beverages and Photoshop in cats. So if you can imagine, like, drunken college pictures and wedding photos and stuff, right. and they, they Photoshop out. Yeah, it's definitely a phenomenon. And I, I totally, well, I'm not going to get into how it happened, but yes, somehow I jumped into that without really knowing. <laughs> What 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 was with the cow outfit that I saw online? Well, I was you know that's dude that's circa nineteen now you're going back nineteen ninety nine two thousand two era that was the that was the bovine era followed by the cat era bovine is that correct um, yes yeah. it was the it was the cow era no I mean I I would just always like to get dressed up everybody in the band you know has their thing. And I was just, you know, I don't know whether it's because I'm stuck behind the keyboards, but I've always been just kind of into wearing weird stuff. So I'd wear, like, cows with udders, you know, on stage in the early days. Um, just, you know, just wearing weird shirts, bling, and that sort of thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull one more question from the camp counselors. And um, uh, this camp counselor, Sean, asked what your favorite rock documentary is. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, there's so many out there now, right? Um, I saw a good one uh, recently called Hired Guns, and it, part of it centered around the story for of uh, Liberty DeVito, who was Billy Joel's drummer. Oh, no. And uh, Billy Joel just kind of dropped him, which I, I was a huge Billy Joel fan. Oh, I did see that one. I, I, I was a big one. fan of Liberty DeVito, and <laughs> Billy Joel just never called him one day in his entire career. Well, it, was, it sounded like that, that particular mention was, was a record company thing going on, too. Um, yes. But um, I, I have to think about that. I, I have a lot. I might have to get back to you on that one. I've been seeing I'm kind of a Netflix watcher. Yeah, there's viewer. so many good ones. The Muscle, Muscle Shoals one up there is really good. You know what? I was about to say, the Muscle Shoals or the other one about... Um, the L.A. one, we're standing in the shadows of Motown. Those are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. 
Right well, I don't want to keep you too long. I know we've uh, just about hit our time. Um, is there any, uh, just getting back to camp real quick, is there anyone you're looking forward to to seeing at camp this year? Good question. Honestly, I'm like, I haven't looked at the schedule quite yet. <laughs> my, my, my favorite moments, though, are honestly when I get lost and you just kind of wander through and all of a sudden you hear something that stays from the distance. I'm like, oh, that's really intriguing, and you find someone brand new. So I'm looking forward to, you know, being blown away by something exciting and new. Awesome. Well, man, uh, it's it's been a blast seeing you at camp. I, I love seeing you in the uh, the VIP tent. Uh, that's one of the things that I think yeah. makes makes that worth it for people. And um, you're always hanging out and talking to people. And you've uh, been really generous with your time for for all the counselors over the last you know three or four years. So thanks from all of us. Right on, man. Thank you. And, and uh, we will see you, let's see, uh, if people want to find you, it's kylehollingsworth.com. And, of course, you're on Facebook and all that good stuff. Uh, you've got and the new, new albums on Spotify and iTunes and all the music's coming out through those areas, too. Yep. And it's called 50. And it's called you've, 50. You've got some dates in California, including the Fillmore and one in Nevada. And then we will see you at summer camp. See you there. Thanks so much, man. All right, man. Have a good one. Okay, that last song there was Kyle Hollingsworth Band doing the song BAM from Summer Camp 2010. I'm looking forward to seeing him back. Uh, Again, he'll be in the VIP tent with his band again this year, as well as another set in the main camping area somewhere. I'm not really sure where yet. The uh, schedule's not out. 
Uh, so thanks again to him. And we'll go right into our jam of the week, also featuring Kyle. Here he is sitting in with Mo on their tune Opium from Summer Camp 2016. As always, if you have a story to tell me or some feedback, you can email me at podcast at summercampfestival.com. I'll see you in a couple weeks, y'all.
to sleep and quick to die. I seen them go in the blink of an eye. 